This is an RNZ podcast. It's now three weeks since former MP John Banks, filling in as a talkback host on the national network Magic Talk, took that now notorious call from Richard. And I'm not interested one bit, and neither have my children been interested in their Stone Age culture. Oh, just a minute, just a minute. As you heard there, John Banks had the chance to shut down Richard's racism, but he made it worse by agreeing with Richard and amplifying it. And that prompted calls for the owner MediaWorks to clean up the company's on-air act. And soon after that, MediaWorks dumped John Banks. Now, last Wednesday, MediaWorks announced that confrontational host Sean Plunkett has left the Magic Talk Network too, after two days off the air amid reports of discussions between the host and his employer. No reason was given, but an interview last year about iwi-run COVID checkpoints, which the Broadcasting Standards Authority recently deemed a breach of standards for discrimination and denigration, might be a relevant factor. But the kind of contrarianism that the station's become known for in recent times hasn't vanished. Last Monday, over the entire three hours of his show, the Magic Morning host Peter Williams downplayed the danger of COVID-19. We had that virulent South African strain in this country the other week, didn't we? Didn't appear to be particularly virulent or particularly contagious. All those contacts of the woman in Northland, all negative. Uh... And Peter Williams went on to extensively air his own doubts about COVID vaccines and the government's plan to roll them out. So if we don't have COVID in the community, why the rush? Why the rush to have everybody get a needle in their arm? That's the only question I raise. Several of Peter Williams' callers aired misinformation that went unchallenged by the host. And the thing that people might want to look at um, about this particular so-called vaccine um, is that um, it's a vaccine that will actually alter our DNA. And Peter Williams added a bit of it himself. And I mean, for, for the coronavirus, 99.7% of people recover from naturally. I mean, people should be right, questioning it, why this is it, thing was Is it that low, is it? I thought it was more like 99.9%, but I, I, I hear what you're saying. Oh, yeah, so. I'm being generous. <laughs> yeah, very good, very good. Peter Williams told his listeners that Medsafe had refused to be interviewed on that show about the Pfizer vaccine's approval. And the next day, Peter Williams even directed his listeners to a group campaigning against COVID vaccines. Uh, I don't know who they are or what particular area of expertise or experience uh, they have. Uh, they referred me to their website. And again, that's asking questions similar to mine here yesterday, except uh, they appear to know far more about the science, especially about something known as molecular mimicry. Hayden Donnell took a look at all that last Wednesday and other issues in the media on Midweek Media Watch, our weekly catch-up with Karen Hay on The Lately Show here on RNZ National. If you missed it, it's on our webpage at rnz.co.nz or on the RNZ app. And it's also available, along with Media Watch each weekend, in our podcast feed. So if you haven't already, subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. But Magic Talk's commercial clients were quick to condemn John Banks after those racist comments late last month and a number of companies and clients claimed they'd take their advertising dollars somewhere else if the broadcaster didn't take action. And one of the first to do so was the telco Vodafone, which suspended advertising with the station and said this. We don't condone racism in any way and instead aim to work with organisations and support initiatives that celebrate diversity and foster inclusion. We believe it's important to walk the talk. 
but Vodafone was positively sprinting to distance itself from Magic Talk and its condemnation came within an hour of it being reported on social media. A quick response usually elicits a brand-enhancing praise, said Mark Jennings, formerly the long-serving news boss at MediaWorks, reporting on his own outlet, newsroom.co.nz. And it certainly did get Vodafone bracketed with the likes of its rival Spark, Kiwi Bank and Trade Me in news coverage. And last Friday, Vodafone released a brand new ethical advertising policy based on four values-based principles, celebrating Aotearoa, being positive, supportive and inclusive, championing honest content and doing the right thing. And those principles all sound nice, but who's to say what's the right thing? Vodafone said it would monitor the media in future to make sure they are aligned to Vodafone's brand values, and this ethical advertising policy would actually specify approved and preferred partners, as well as platforms on which it won't advertise. In explaining why, Vodafone's marketing tribe lead Delina Shields told staff, we need to make judgement calls, and she warned, We might not always get it right, as the policy gets tested by the complexity of real life. But if they do get it wrong, couldn't that be damaging for the companies they decide isn't worthy of their advertising? And what about their own customers and what they believe or are prepared to support? We've been talking for quite a long time about the values that are important to us as an organisation, both in the way that we show up internally, how we hope our employees engage and respond with our customers, and also about how our brand shows up. You know, a brand is, is more than the campaigns it runs. It's really everything that we say and everything that we do. And this really prompted us, I think, to take that one step further and also think about where we're saying it and who we're saying it with. Is there a risk, though, in developing a policy that's could be seen as being a bit hasty, you know, off the back of a bit of a controversy. The public might think, or even, you know, clients and other media might think, you're kind of taking advantage of that particular situation? It was really the culmination of a conversation that had been happening for quite a long time. And when we got to that point of empowering our team to make a decision about where we showed up as a brand, it occurred to us that actually creating that more in a policy sense would make that simpler for people going forward. So we just wanted to really make it easy for our team to feel well empowered around our values and able to make great decisions about where we show up as a brand. Mm. And actually, of course, you've got a chief executive who knows all about uh, you know modern media and the relationship with advertising, right? Jason Paris was um, a former executive at MediaWorks itself and prior to that TVNZ. Was he actually quite instrumental in developing this? He's definitely got very clear views about how we stand up and how we show up as a brand. So it's very in line with that sentiment. But in terms of actually drafting and developing the policy, the team was fully empowered to design and develop that. So I see on LinkedIn that Meridian Energy yesterday posted that they're going to develop their own ethical advertising policy. And in fact, they're marketing CMO has, has reached out and we'll work on that together and share some learnings you know, as we go along the way because no doubt there'll be things that we learn and develop and change as we go deeper into this area um, and so yeah, really, really positive response actually, overwhelmingly positive Some of the comment I have seen about this, that people have noticed your policy have kind of said well Look, Vodafone's business is really connecting people. It's a connectivity company um, and it's up to individuals or media companies what they choose to share, you know, on the pipes that the Vodafone provides. Is your policy really going a bit of a step further than that? Uh, I mean, I know you've got, uh, you can block calls and texts for harassment purposes and you intervene, um, you know, in that regard. But is this going beyond Vodafone's mission as most people would see it, which is just to connect us all? 
um, this isn't really about uh, connecting others. This is about our brand and what the brand stands for and stands up for. But how on earth are you going to monitor all these media to work out which ones align with your values and which don't? As you pointed out in your own um, release to staff, you know, you use hundreds of platforms from the broad reach, radio and television advertising that you know we can all identify very easily to like really targeted um, digital micro campaigns that might only be seen by you know quite a tight demographic or target audience on, on quite a small platform. How are you going to monitor them all? We've also got a wonderful team here who are very media hungry and have great consumption, so they've got their eyes and ears open. And in fact, I'm confident that our customers are going to hold us to account as well, and they'll be quick to point out if they believe that we um, have inadvertently ended up in a place that we that doesn't align with our values. Yeah, I mean, that, that happened, didn't it, with the um, Magic Talk incident after John Banks, somebody screenshot a, um, a Vodafone banner ad that was on the site of the station. You know, the response came, I think, within an hour of, of that being seen, that the advertising Vodafone was being pulled from that network. I mean, practically, are there going to be people actively actually looking at media, looking for things that you think don't align with the values and then compiling what what are described in one part of the policy as inclusion and exclusion lists. Uh, Is that what's going to happen, or or is it only when something flares up, like the John Banks incident, and then you stick another name on the list? So we are always using the inclusion and exclusion list to ensure that particularly um, that helps us in the area of digital media, where there are so many different places to turn up, to ensure that our media partners are putting us in the right places. So that's an ongoing activity, and we've been doing that for many, many years. Um, This is just heightening the awareness and understanding of our team about where we want to stand up as a brand and the values we stand for to help them to make really great decisions. One part of it that I think journalists will be really interested in particularly is the championing of uh, honest content. Um, Now, that's fascinating because, you know, it does explicitly say um, we want to be uh, sure we're being fair and honest in our communications um, and you're uh, opposed to the proliferation of blatantly false and inflammatory content, including misinformation and fake news. But but does that mean if a media outlet is accused of publishing misinformation uh, that you, know, you you would then respond by saying, well, right, we're taking our ads off, off that network as well? Is that how it would work? I think it'll be more of a case-by-case basis, to be honest with you, Colin. It's a bit difficult, and, and this is why the policy, I think, will grow and evolve over time. And it's important, obviously, that we get the balance right between freedom of expression and us holding true to, to our values and what we believe in as a brand. But to give you an example, um, right now it's the network that's been in the news, but Magic Talk, just last Monday, their morning host, uh, Peter Williams, spent an entire programme, an entire morning talking about COVID vaccines. He aired his own doubts about them extensively. A lot of callers called up saying things that were completely not scientific. Sowed a lot of worry, I think, in the minds of people who might be rightfully concerned about whether the vaccines were safe, had been developed at haste. Peter Williams really urging caution. Would that be something that would concern you if you still had an advertising relationship with them, just as an example? Currently, we continue to choose not to advertise with Magic Talk uh, based on the current environment and kind of, I guess, style of editorial that goes on there. And it's I do want to hasten to add that MediaWorks continue to be a partner of ours and obviously they have a number of other stations and opportunities that do align more with our values than Magic Talk does currently. 
reporting uh, your ethical advertising policy, the Stuff uh, site put the headline on it, uh, a blacklist of hateful media was how they described it. I don't know if you'd approve of that description. It's possibly a bit more emotive. Really what we're doing is just trying to make it really easy for our teams to be really clear on how empowered they are when we see something that doesn't align with our brand values. And really this is just about our brand values. It's not a statement on the values of New Zealand. Who will know uh, these about these exclusion and inclusion lists of your preferred partners? Will, will this actually be public? Will all your employees know? And indeed, will media organisations uh, and advertisers themselves know who is on one list or the other? So we already, as I say, we've been running those sorts of lists for many years. And so our digital team, the digital marketing team, that guides them every single day and also our media partners. But would potential clients or other media companies know? So, I mean, if if you did Mm. put someone on your exclusion lists in order to support your values, that's great. But if no one in the rest of the industry actually knows that decision's been made, will it actually have an impact? Again, this is really about how we ensure that we are protecting our brand and standing up and and the brand mainly around driving that approach for our brand and our business. So in standing up for your values then and giving your advertising uh, support to companies you believe align with them, do you actually want to influence the editorial content New Zealanders get in their media? Absolutely not um, our intention at all, and I don't see that as the role of a brand um, within the New Zealand environment. It's really what what is our brand about? What are our values? What do we want to be known for? And how do we want to conduct ourselves? And ensuring that we stay really true to that. But would, say, your uh, company staff, would they be in a position to say to a media outlet, hey, if you publish any more of that sort of stuff be it, you know, I don't know, anti-vax or climate denial, whatever, we might be pulling our dollars. Would it be used like that? I hope that it would be more um, an upfront conversation about context, uh, as we're having with our partners at the moment, so that should that happen, it wouldn't be a surprise if we chose not to advertise there, as opposed to it being held as some sort of... um, bargaining chip. I don't think that's the role of it at all. It's really just saying to our media partners at the beginning, this is who we are as a brand. These are the values that are really, really important to us. Um, and we, you know, we anticipate that we'll work together in, in the spirit of those. And if that's not the case, then it'll be a, a conversation about why we're choosing not to be there, as opposed to any form of negotiation. That's not at all what this is about.